Hey everybody, welcome to the Self-Empowerment Podcast. I'm Aspen, and today I have a very special guest. I'm super excited to talk to her, and yeah, the first podcast recorded via Zoom, so whoop whoop, I hope you enjoy. This is how people do it. Yeah, this is how Brene Brown does it, so. Oh yeah, well then we're just Brene in it. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Yeah, so we're just going to chat, and I don't know where this is going to go, but I've been wanting to talk to you forever, so I'm just really excited, and I'm so glad that you're here. Woo-woo. Woo-woo, I know. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess first, uh, who who you be? What do you do? Who are you? (laughs) Hey, so my name is MJ, MJ Molyneux, and um, I... I work primarily with women and sometimes with men, mostly through the lens of meditation and more recently also through the lens of embodiment because you and I have both experienced the magic that is Whitney Ullum. Yes. And so through my own work with her, um, a lot of my, a lot of my meditation work was already really focused on the body and connecting with the body. So it's kind of just naturally trickled into some embodiment work too. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so that's, cool. That's who I am and what I do. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of embodiment work as well. So what led you, like, what, what was your journey that led you to meditation that led you to embodiment that led you to where you are now? Yeah, um, I think like with most journeys, it started with a bit of a tragedy. So um, I started meditating with my teacher, Jessica Graham, back in, gosh, 2013, 2014. And I remember the first class of hers that I took, it was so triggering that my friend and I had to go and get a couple drinks afterwards. Mm. It was like, I was not ready for that level of awakeness. Yeah. And so I always love telling that story because it was like, you know, we were invited into this deep state of presence Mm -hmm. that we had never encountered. And we were like, whoa, like couldn't handle it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) so that woke me up to, I mean, really it woke me up to my body um, because Jessica's work is very focused on the body as well. And my first big insight through meditation was like how much anxiety I was holding Mm -hmm. in my body. And that led me to determine that the relationship I was in was really unhealthy and made me like really see clearly how bad it was um, because I had this huge awakening just around like how unsafe I felt at all times. And um, ultimately it like led to a moment in time of just being completely on my knees and like incapable of 
Like I was like on the couch in LA, couldn't get off the couch and had to call my mom and say like, I am paralyzed. I need you to come get me. Wow. And she was like, I can't come get you, but I can get you a plane ticket. Can you get on a plane? Hmm. And so I went home to Ohio and that, um, have you read Pussy? Do you know the book Pussy? No, I have it though on my on my little Libby app now. Like it just popped up and I'm so ready to dive in. It's so good. She calls it, Regina calls it um uh a a rupture. Mm. So that was my moment of rupture. Those moments in time where like your feet are completely swept from underneath you and you have like no option but to surrender and and be in faith yeah Um, so that was like my that was my first big awakening and um my first big insight around how powerful just being present was Mm -hmm. um and then in that next following year I had been meditating daily for a little while and I couldn't find a community that I really liked in Ohio. And my teacher was like, well, why don't you teach class? Mm. And I was like, oh, I could do that. (laughs) Um, And I started teaching and loved it and loved it. And it's just been growing ever since. I've had like a couple odd jobs in between that. And it's always been like growing towards what I want to do. For a long time, it was like, how can I support what I actually want to do financially and now I'm really happy to be at a place where I can support myself just by doing that yeah yeah that's so amazing yeah it's such a good feeling when like the thing that really gives you life and like transformed your life then becomes the thing that you give to other people yeah 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 And it's funny, I imagine you experience this with your clients. And actually, like, I want to ask you the same thing. Like, what is it exactly that you do? Because you do (laughs) very similar work to what I do, I think. Yeah. Um, But it's like the clients that need the same medicine as I did or do. Mm -hmm. Those are the people who find me. Yeah. 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 And it's like I'm hearing myself over and over and over again. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going to say like the reflection that you get back and then also the reflection that they get as well of like, oh, I've been there. Like I know what that feels like. And to be able to have somebody who's like, who can say, okay, like put your hand here. Like here's a toe grab here. Like just keep climbing. Like it's okay. Like it's okay that you're here. Cause I think that's something that for me, I really needed to hear on the journey of like, it's okay that you're in pain. It's okay that you're like stuck in this shame circle. Like it's okay that this is here. And, um, to let, to let it be more about like holding that rather than like healing it immediately. Like it's okay to be, not all healed and transformed and perfect. Um, <sighs> yeah, well, I know you're interviewing me, but will you, will you tell me a little bit about what you do? Because like, we're in this group together. Yes. We, like you've texted, we kind of had like a little group chat text chain of like mm-hmm. what we all do. Because mm-hmm. we all had this insight of like, we know and love each other, but we have no idea like what each other's lives are actually like. Yeah. So can I Which ask I love. you? 
Yeah. yeah. I love because that's usually like people's doorway in is like, what do you do? I'm yeah. like, yeah. Um, yeah. So I I came in through the gateway of yoga. So that was like kind of my, you know, because I had a dancing background. And so I began to um I mean, I always loved yoga, but I began to like, you know, go into the teacher training process and I really, really loved being on the mat and the mindfulness and being present. Um, but like you said, like it was super triggering. I mean, I would be just bawling on my mat or I would be angry or I would get these like waves of emotions and, um, and yeah, it was slowly beginning to kind of thaw a lot of the conditioning and a lot of the held grief and pain and shame and trauma. Um, and then I, I got really into like health, like physical health. Um, I'd had a pretty bad scare at the doctors with like some lung stuff and some autoimmune stuff. So I was like, well, I need to like get healthy. So I dived really into everything like nutrition and fitness and exercise. And so, and I was still doing yoga. So like my physical body felt really great but the mental stuff was still there, like the stories and the the unworthiness and the not enoughness and all that was still there. And so I began to do embodiment work and somatic work. And that's when everything changed. Um, mm. Yeah, I worked with, and I still work. She's my mentor and coach, Krista Petty Raymer. Mm. I took this workshop, Grace, and it's just all women. And it's so profound. I was so terrified to be in a room full of women. And now like, that's the only place I want to be. Like, yeah. it's yeah. so powerful and the healing that can happen in the collective and to have women reflect back to you who you are and who they are. And it's just like, so healing. Um, and so once I was in those rooms where you're moving your body and you're breathing and you're letting the body lead and you're not like, doing any of the mind stuff, I was like, oh, this is, this is when it's really feeling like it's transforming who I am, yeah. not just like more information, more tools, more knowledge. Yeah. And so I immediately wanted to begin to share it with others. Like once I saw and felt everything that was changing and once I felt and saw more of me, like being able to feel like I'm actually here, like I'm actually alive, like I'm actually experiencing life. I'm in my body. I'm in my body. I'm here <laughs> for like the pleasure and the goodness and all the things. Um, yeah, which I mean, came with so much grief of realizing like, oh, I haven't been here. Yeah, yeah. I've been missing my life. Um, yeah. And so, so yeah, I started to work with my coach and mentor and learn, you know, a somatic techniques and embodiment stuff. And I took tons of workshops and Whitney has been in, just incredible. Like that, that really has been a opening and awakening for me, like to dive into sexuality stuff. Cause that was for yeah. me, like the last frontier, like yeah. that was the place that I had never gone and was too afraid to go to. And so that has opened up a lot. And um, yeah, so I facilitate I have memberships, monthly memberships, and I have a creative course starting tomorrow, which is my first course. I'm so excited. Um, and then one-on-one, -on -one, which I absolutely love. Yeah. Yeah. The one-on-one -on -one is my favorite. Yeah, um, me too. The group stuff I love too, but the one-on-one -on -one feels, um, I mean, like you can just go the deepest, right? Yeah. 
And I also am just the kind of person that likes to do one thing at a time. So it's probably just like my nature. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. But I hear you on the, um, like how healing it can be to just feel safe with women. Yeah. That was huge for me. I mean, I think it's still, it's still a learning for me, mm-hmm. but for most of us, it's not innate to trust. It doesn't feel safe to be with our own kind. Yeah. 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 There's so much competition. There's so much wounding. There's so much comparing and like, yeah. It's, but it's so freaking powerful when all that dissolves away. And I was so surprised at how easily it dissolved away. Like with, with someone who can really facilitate like, and like, you know, create that experiential learning environment where the veils and the things do fall away. Then all of a sudden you're like, it's, it becomes like ancient and sacred and like holy. And all of a sudden you're like, Ooh, like this is magic. This is like straight up life magic because we all want that yeah yeah Yeah. we crave and long that that. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. yeah so yeah and I've been um really lucky to be in a couple of your spaces as well and like your voice and the way that you guide is so soothing to my nervous system like there's just something about you that is like so calming and so grounded like I just I just love it it's so good thank you yeah thank you that's really nice to hear um yeah and I find like the more that I practice because like putting yourself out there is a practice in and of itself right Mm-hmm. So like the more that I practice facilitating and the more that I can just relax into that, mm-hmm. it's an incredibly pleasurable experience for me too. Yeah. 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 I love it too. And it's like, and it's always like that, like you said, like putting yourself out there and then once you like settle back in and relax into it, then you're like, oh, I love this. Yeah. I really <laughs> love this. <laughs> yeah. And you... I don't know if this is your experience, but I'll get out of a session with the client or I'll finish up a class and I'll be like, oh man, like I really needed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and it I fills me be, up. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I tend to be naturally pretty introverted. Like it's not my natural tendency to reach out, which is a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, it's funny, like after a session, I'll hop off and be like, oh yeah, connection, this thing that I teach. It's good for me to be reminded of that too. It's good that I put that structure in my schedule to be with that client because there's an awakening that happens for us too as facilitators. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, And sometimes I find like the words that I am saying to them are the words that like I really needed to hear or what they're struggling with. It's like, Oh yeah. Thank you for that. Like universe wink. Like I needed that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The healing goes both ways for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so are you primarily just working with women? Primarily I have one male client and Mm -hmm. I've had a couple in the facilitating different groups, you know, Mm -hmm. the different uh, meditation ones and, but not so much with the embodiment. 
Yeah. Like if, if, if it's a meditation or if it's a course or if it's a workshop, like it's different, but if it's just embodiment practice, like my embodiment practice membership is all women. Yeah. Yeah. I think it feels better that way <laughs> for now. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Um, so the, the workshop I took grace, um, that she also teaches one for men called grace revealed and my mm. partner has done it. Mm. And so like hearing his experience of being in a room full of men and like working with, because in that workshop, you work with both masculine and feminine energies within you. And so mm. for, for him to have, you know, to talk about like that ancient feeling and that like sacred feeling and like feeling like you're finally like belonging and like all of the shame that arises in them and the conditioning around everything and them getting to like prance around in their feminine and like all this <laughs> stuff. Like it's, it, I, I so want to be in and witness like what that is like as well. So I am really intrigued, like working with men, working with women, working with children, and then like working mm. with like the all of the relational things that happen between and mm. families and stuff like that's in my mind, like a really interesting territory that I want to explore more in the future. Yeah. Beautiful. You yeah. have a passion for kids. Um, I do. I was a preschool teacher for a long time. I was oh, a preschool wow. yeah, teacher. I see that. <laughs> yeah. I was a preschool teacher. Um, my mom was a preschool teacher for like 17 years and, mm. Um, and then when I was in LA, I nannied as well and mm -hmm. like took care of kids instead of bartending. Cause I was also a bartender and server for about okay. a decade and swore <laughs> never again. So like kids and yoga and embodiment, um, just feel so much better to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. All the warm fuzzies. Yeah. Well, and yeah. kids like can teach you so much about mm. embodiment and about emotions and about being present and about like all the things. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm getting ready to pop one out myself here. Oh, that's so <laughs> exciting. That's so exciting. I've got 10 more weeks to go. Has oh, that's a question that just popped up. So has how has like being pregnant, has that changed how you met, how you facilitate or how you coach or how you like intuitively sense what's going on? Or have you noticed like anything changing within your being? having creating life within your being while you're like doing the life yeah absolutely um I think the number one thing that like I was already learning is slowing down mm. but being pregnant like there's just no choice like I thought I knew what exhaustion was mm. And I have not met this kind of exhaustion in my life. Like the only thing I can compare it to is, and like granted, like we're in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's been insane. So like there's all kinds of levels of exhaustion at work here, but then like the added layer of pregnancy, like I don't remember being this tired, except I can kind of compare it to finals week, my junior and senior year in college running on like three or four hours of sleep for a week straight and mm. putting together a production because I was a theater major like I was a theater like major that. you were yeah <laughs> <laughs> woo woo <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you remember that feeling yeah yes it's like 
it's like the kind of fatigue where I'm almost not seeing straight right Mm. so it's like the lessons that I was already learning and teaching my students is like slowing down self-care like like the trust factor that comes along with slowing down because that's I mean for me that's the biggest thing about slowing down is like if I slow down am I gonna be okay like am I am I gonna be okay financially am I gonna be okay relationally because like not very many people in my life want to slow down either <laughs> like yeah um and so the beautiful thing about being pregnant is like it's just not a choice Mm. yeah and it's deepened my relationship with softening so much Mm. um and the other really beautiful thing is I keep I'm encountering those moments more frequently I'm sure you have these moments where you're like there's no way I can show up for this session or this client or whatever it is right now like there's no way I can do it like and you like you're this close to like canceling. Mm-hmm. You're like, I just don't have it in me. And then because it's what I love and because it's like, I'm trying to build a career and I want to show up, I do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And the awesome thing is I keep learning more rapid fire because it's happening more frequently. Like there's not a whole lot of effort that has to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you show up in your exhaustion, you show up in being burned out. And like the other side of that is like, I'm sure there's still tools that I can learn and use to like not feel that way as much, right? Like I still have my work to do, but if I'm showing up imperfect and exhausted, like there's still magic that happens. Mm -hmm. And so it's that lesson in like really what people want is to be seen and heard yeah and all of like the techniques and lessons I think I'm going to teach like it's just like that's secondary it doesn't matter as much as me just like being here yeah absolutely Um, so that's been a, a big gift and a really good thing to keep in mind just as life continues to get more complicated into our adulthood yeah yeah. Yeah. I really feel you with the trust with slowing down. Cause that's what I come up against too, is if I slow down, I won't get it all done. This won't happen. I'll fail. I'll mess up. This person will leave me. Oh, like, like, I mean, there's just, there's so much attached to really safety and survival and moving yeah. fast. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of the biggest it might be the biggest lesson. Mm. If I had, if you like asked me like, what's, what's like the thing in yeah. your spiritual life, that might be it for me is slowing yeah. down. Yeah. It's a really big one. Yeah. Yeah. I just finished before this, I just finished the homework for the first week of the course and I wrote yeah. in huge letters, like the homework is slow down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 What is, uh, for your course, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what does that look like? It looks like going for a walk at half the speed. Yeah. It looks like eating at half the speed. Yeah. It looks like just breathing 
like slowing down your breath, slowing down whatever task you're doing. Yeah. Like washing the dishes. Like what if you just slowed down in whatever you're doing? Because I noticed that in my body, when I slow down, I notice twice as much and I'm able to access twice as much. And a lot of times I'll have a realization like, oh, wow, I, I could do this a different way. Or, oh, I actually need to eat or drink, or I need to, like, I'll have kind of an awakening or like a wake up, you know, to what actually needs to be done or tended to. And I notice too, on the days where I don't do that, I'll look back and be like, wow, if I just would have slowed down, I probably wouldn't have, you know, ended up here or had to do this thing 20,000 times harder than it needed to be or whatever. Yes. Or have that feeling of like two steps forward, one step back, which is often what happens if I'm going too fast. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're actually gifted more time when you slow down. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like I notice if I, if I like get ramped up for a couple days, I'll have this feeling of like, I know that I need to like drop in and tune in and I'm like, but I, I need to like find the perfect space to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, but I need to like go to the park for four hours with my journal and like watch the birds. And like, sometimes that's what I need. Mm-hmm. And if I do what we're talking about, which is just like approach life in a much more gentle way, mm-hmm. all of those insights and that connection that I'm craving, that intuition that I'm hoping for it arises much more naturally and I don't have to like remove myself and like, Mm. yeah. 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 Moment to moment. That's like my main big thing is like, cause I'll get, I'll get, Oh, how can I do this forever? Or I need to, you know, get, do all of this or get, get this or like, I'll, I'll kind of like make things way bigger. And so it's like, no, what about in this moment? Can I take a breath in this moment? Can I feel what I'm feeling in this moment? Can I let this pain be okay in this moment? It's like, so really like incremental for me because yeah, it's easy to, to either speed up or to like, for me, I kind of like float away and like overwhelm and like, (laughs) it's just like in outer space. And then it's really hard to come back. (laughs) And so it's like, okay, well, I might not be able to like take a whole, you know, three hour break today, but can in this moment, can I like really rest into my pelvis or get up and dance for a minute or whatever it is? Yeah. Those little breaks. Yeah. are key sometimes like the um those little moments where I'll, I'll notice myself getting disconnected because I, I think this is what you're saying like what I'm hearing is and this is my experience like I get really hooked on like well I don't have time to do that 20 minute practice mm-hmm. but I do have time to stand up and like stretch and take a deep breath mm-hmm. and look around my room before I finish this email yeah yeah absolutely like Mm -hmm. we don't have to suffer through things so much like and that's just kind of a fun game I've been playing with myself like even if I'm literally in the middle of a task like for example if I'm doing dishes and I have to pee because that seems to happen every time (laughs) part of me that's like no I'm gonna finish the dishes and then I can pee Mm -hmm. why (laughs) why so I dry my hands and I go pee like it's just those little moments right where it's like 
maybe I'm more important than the task. Yeah. 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 I've been playing that same game with myself. Cause I'll be like, God, I'm so thirsty. Oh, and I'll just be like, no, I just need to finish like this email. And it's like, no, pause, get up, get some water, come back. Yeah. The email's there. <sighs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, well, I have a couple last questions and, um, yeah, we'll just see, see where it goes. Um, if you could give, um, like one thing and it may be slowing down, but if you could give one, you know, nugget or piece of wisdom or advice for somebody who's on this journey or on this path, um, what would it be? Mm. I'm going to drop into my pelvis for this one. Mm. I think it's kind of tied up in the slowing down, but it it would just be like, be really kind to yourself. Like, Mm. I think there's a tendency to get on the path of awakening and then make it just another thing to do. Yeah. So as you continue on your path to awakening, making kindness the most important thing, not any kind of goal. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I I just so love that. Yeah. I talk about how it can feel like this never ending self-improvement project Yeah, (laughs) that (laughs) you like beat yourself up with like the practices or like, I've got, I'm just like not, you know, able to meditate or what, you know, whatever it is. I didn't do my yoga and my green juice and my meditation and my embodiment today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kindness, kindness and self-compassion. Those, those things were so huge and are so huge for me in just daily well-being. Really important. Yeah. Hmm. Um, what is embodiment to you? Hmm. I, I was like resisting the temptation <clears throat> to be really simple about it, but it is, it's simple. It's being connected to your body. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to give like a fancy answer to that, but that's, that's really what it is. And the mm-hmm. fanciness comes in like how deep that connection can be. Mm-hmm. Um, like the more that I've learned the language of my body I used to be a person who it was like really hard to make choices and I could see everything from everybody's angle so much to the point that it was hard for me to like figure out what felt good to me. Mm -hmm. And so by learning the language of my body, by being in my body, by like appreciating and caring for my body, um, it's so much more obvious what's right for me. Yeah. So embodiment, being in your body, is a way to, like, figure out who you are, really. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love simple. Yeah. (laughs) I do. And, like, for me, like, um, knowing kind of like what you're saying, like, knowing what was true for me. Yes. Yes. Even being able to hear it. Even being able, like, and simple things, like, what do you want to eat? You know? Yeah. 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 Really learning to listen to the language of the body, the wisdom of the body, being able to feel and sense 
what I wanted, what I needed, what I was thinking. Um, because I too am very good at seeing all of the different choices and all of the different people involved and what people want and yeah. Yeah. And like knowing what wanting something feels like, like, I don't know Mm. if you asked me a decade ago, like, how do you know what you want? I I don't know if I would have an answer for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And now I know what that feels like in my body to want something. Mm. Yeah. That makes me smile really big. Me That's too. Cool. <laughs> it is. It is. It's so cool. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm. Uh, do you have any questions to ask me or do you have anything else you want to share? Hmm. Who do you like to talk to? Like, when you make your podcasts, who are you hoping listens? Um, I mean, I feel like it's always a little bit of me a few years ago, you know, mm. or anyone who's on the path, who's just, who's feeling alone in it or who's feeling, um, there's always that, you know, discouragement or that, you know, there were so many times for me where I would be like, wow, nothing I'm doing is actually making a difference because I still feel Mm. this way or Mm. this still comes up or Mm. I still have this problem. Mm. And so just um, anyone who is feeling alone on the journey and wants some human contact and to know that it's all just part of it. And like, oftentimes those things that you think are so problems and so in the way actually are the way like they actually are like your gift or your whatever your yeah. medicine and it's just yeah knowing that it's all it's all okay and that you're not alone yeah because we yeah. weren't made to do this alone and I feel like it can really feel like you're alone especially yeah. right now yeah especially right now yeah yeah something that well this is just something that Whitney says is like get more support than you think you need and that's been ringing in my head because Mm -hmm. I think we have a culture of hyper independence I'm just a human like the way I was raised there's a lot of hyper independence going on for me Mm -hmm. and so I'm I'm starting to practice like putting more support on my plate than I think I can eat. <laughs> mm, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> I'm so glad that you got to be. You're my first female guest, actually, because Stop I've it. I've only had two other people on the podcast. Usually it's just me. And um, one was my partner and uh-huh. one was my little brother. And so <laughs> I'm so glad that I finally get some juicy feminine divine goddess energy on this podcast. Hell yeah. 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 Well, we've got a whole group of them that you could fill in that space, I think. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. I've loved this past year. Yeah. yeah. So when I first, when I took Awaken, I was just came to Montana. I had literally yeah. like just landed. And so it yeah. was like a homecoming in all of the ways. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just so grateful to have met you and to get to be in space with you. And 
yeah, to get to be connected to women, um, even in a time where you feel separate, like to have spaces and places where you can really feel seen and really feel held and feel connected to other bodies. Yeah. 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 Well, my body is sending your body lots of love. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Aspen. This has been really fun. Yeah, it's been wonderful. I'm so glad that this happened. Too. Thank you, Aspen. Yeah. Have a good rest of your night. Me too. Okay. Bye. 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 All right, y'all, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear how your journey is, what you're experiencing, any questions or comments. Uh, Head over to my website for lots of free resources, monthly memberships, um, the creative course, which starts tomorrow, but you can still register. And yeah, sending you a lot of love for wherever you are and with whatever you're experiencing. And I really hope to speak to you soon and maybe see you in some of these sacred spaces and places. And yeah, you're not alone. Sending you so much love. Mwah.